I was sent an excellent liberation article this week by the Constable of St Martin's, which her daughter Anastasia had researched and written, and is being delivered to every household in the parish. And in it, she describes how her grandfather had been in the island during the occupation. Tragically, two of his siblings died from TB and malnutrition in 1942 and 1943, and their father was in prison for owning a crystal set. But the thing that really struck me as I read the story was a small comment at the end of the article which said, the family didn't go down to town to celebrate Liberation Day. They were so worn down and weary. And that really struck a chord with me because in my imagination, I couldn't envisage anyone not wanting to be part of the celebrations. But now on further reflection, it's obvious that there would have been thousands who would not have been able to attend Liberation because, for example, the lack of transport. But I couldn't envisage anyone feeling anything other than euphoria, and it had just not occurred to me that people in the island would have had such mixed emotions on Liberation Day, and that some would simply have heaved a huge sigh of exhausted relief and began to mourn loved ones, and to wonder what on earth the future would bring for the island. You see, we have the gift of hindsight. We know now how the island eventually flourished after the war. But I guess everyone must have looked at the landscape around them. The scars of occupation with concrete fortifications and minefields, beach obstacles and barbed wire, camps and Nazi signposts, the restrictions under which they had all lived. And they must have wondered, what on earth is going to happen to us now? And of course there were also those whose loved ones had served in the forces. Those who were evacuated or exiled to the mainland, who hadn't yet returned. Family that they hadn't seen in five long years with all the complications that that would bring. There were those who had been deported and about which there was little news. And of course there were those who never returned or who did not live to see liberation. So many mixed emotions, so much was uprooted and people must have thought, how will we ever recover from this? Nothing will ever be the same again. Family relationships had to be rebuilt Conflicts arising from the occupation resolved. The island in part reconstructed. People had to work together, not least, to rebuild community. Many were out of work. There was economic chaos. People had to learn to drive on the left-hand side again. <laughs> Although 75 years later, I've discovered that some still haven't quite grasped that fact yet. But in time, signs of hope emerged and there was a new normal. All these conflicting emotions weren't that different to those experienced by the disciples in our reading from Acts chapter 1. They had also come through a traumatic experience, the crucifixion of Jesus, although I have to say I do wonder sometimes whether the resurrection wasn't just as traumatic for them as they tried to process what had happened with their lives utterly uprooted. And just as there was initial euphoria, you can still hear the anxiety in their question when they asked Jesus, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? It's really a question of 
what's going to happen now? What do we do? Are we going back to how things always were? Once again, we have the benefit of hindsight. We know that something new emerged as the disciples experienced God's presence and power in a new and dynamic way at Pentecost, and a whole new community emerged. And here we are today, in our island, beginning to emerge from lockdown in this pandemic, uprooted economically, socially, physically, spiritually. What is the landscape going to look like? How will we do church and be church as we move into a new normal? What does an island community will liberation look like for us? There are so many questions and so many mixed emotions. Some, of course, will have had the terrible experience of losing a loved one and the further pain of not being able to say goodbye, surrounded by family and friends. Others will have lost their livelihoods or suffered mental health issues or had their weddings cancelled. And still others have had the significant challenge of trying to work from home, confined to a small area, and trying to homeschool their children at the same time. Well, perhaps all of that gives us a new appreciation of what our families and predecessors faced the day after liberation, and the extraordinary spirit and resilience they showed in transforming the island to be the place that we know and love today. So Liberation 1945 speaks very clearly into Liberation 2020. It serves as a reminder that we need to be mindful that everyone's experience of this pandemic has been different. We need to treat each other with care and in turn to be kind to ourselves. It reminds us that we need to learn to work together both as a wider community but also more closely as a Christian community. And that that community needs to be transformative and open to new ways of expressing itself, as it was for those early disciples when they experienced Pentecost, something we shall be celebrating in three weeks' time. And that new community, that church that emerged as the new normal, was liberated for a purpose, as we heard in that short reading from Galatians chapter 5, where Paul says, do not use your freedom to indulge the selfish nature. Rather, serve one another in love. My prayer for this island and my challenge to our respective Christian communities is this. First of all, we need to learn afresh what liberation means and what purpose it serves. It is about new beginnings, a fresh start. It is about forgiveness reconciliation, new purpose, new ways of being community. And learning to be a newly liberated community is going to be important for us as Christians. As we begin to emerge from lockdown and look ahead to this pandemic ending, let us be freed in order that we may serve. Jesus himself said, the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. Now, I have no idea how that will work itself out for each one of us, but it needs to be at the forefront of our minds as a Christian community so that we become beacons of hope as we emerge into this new normal in our beautiful island. So may God bless you 
at this time of liberation. <laughs>